as if. Looking out a dirty old window. Outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hi, this is Minute 56 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Dan Costa, your host. With me today is Wendy Mays. Howdy. Hi, Wendy. Hello. Hello, hello. And Jim Donahue. Hey, everybody. All right. So today's minute starts with Cher and Ty walking back towards the dance floor and ends with Cher saying, I mean, look how he ignores every other girl. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, they really belabor that point, but we'll get to that. So um, Ty has just fallen. She slid down the stairs and... Um, She's walking back with um, Cher and just saying how everybody's going to think she's the girl that fell on her butt. And Cher said, nobody noticed. And then some, the the script said college guy or college dude, but I I have weird dude (laughs) ask, wow, are you, (laughs) are you okay? That looked really bad. Um, And they kind of blow him off. Uh, Then they see Amber and Elton dancing and Ty assumes that they're together. And uh, Cher says they're probably just dancing. Uh, but it, it, you could kind of see from the dancing that they're they're probably a couple. Wouldn't you guys agree? Mm, at least oh, a yeah. one night hookup, if anything. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Things are. Yeah, I don't know if they're couple couple, but I think that they're probably just playing around, or at least he is. They're, they're awfully friendly with each other. <laughs> they're they're uh-huh. on friendly terms at this point. Yeah, they're on friendly terms <laughs> like that. <laughs> in polite uh, company, that's what we say. <laughs> Uh, um, so in, in, in Emma, uh, those two characters actually get married. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about that. So, um, Jim, since you, you're our resident, uh, Emma expert, Ooh, <laughs> meaning... pressure, pressure is on. <laughs> meaning um, we both have no idea about Emma. <laughs> can okay, can it... I give you my, my Wikipedia synopsis <laughs> and you tell you? Te- you you tell us. I'll I'll see if I can correct it if Wikipedia has made a mistake. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about uh, Elton, Philip Elton. He's good looking, initially initially well mannered, an ambitious young vicar, twenty seven years old and unmarried. When the story opens, Emma wants him to marry Harriet, who is Ty in the movie, right? Right. And however, he aspires to secure Emma's hand in marriage to gain her dowry. Mr. Elton displays his mercenary nature by quickly marrying another woman of lesser means after Emma's rejection. Yes, and she's pretty terrible. I mean, she's <laughs> she's definitely, you know, Amber. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, so you're not supposed to like her. Okay, so in this movie and in, in Clueless, to tie it to Clueless, we see Jeremy Sisto kind of like. Really being creeping on her and kissing her too much and snuggling with her too much. And um, Cher wants none of it, right? Right. And then Cher kind of deflects him by trying to set him up with Ty. And so in the in the book, that's she's does that with Harriet? That's correct. Okay. and But then he does not go for Harriet. He goes for uh, Augusta. Elton, which she ends up being Elton when she marries him. Right. Formerly Miss 
Hawkins. Yes. So this is Elton's wife. She has her 10,000 pounds, but lacks good manners. She had, and she had 10,000, oh, like money pounds? That, like, yeah, that was, that, was that was all, just being that was quite, that was quite a lot of money. She's 10,000 pounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on mind. Venus, let's They're, be so, fair. But she does not have good manners. Would you say that's true, Jim? Yeah, she, um, she's overly familiar with people that she's just met, I remember. Uh, and she's constantly talking about money and how much money other people have. Uh, and you can tell Jane Austen disapproves because uh, the name that keeps coming up is um, Augusta's brother-in-law is Mr. Suckling, <laughs> which is pretty much like a, almost a Dickensian kind of name. Uh, uh, and the only reason that Augusta talks about him is is how wealthy he is. Well, I you know I wouldn't speak out of turn, but there was somebody in my life um, that came very sounded very familiar to uh, Augusta when I read the the synopsis. So I won't you know n- not naming any names, but she knows shady, who she is. Shady, <laughs> shady. She's always too familiar with people's names, and somehow uh, the way you pronounce. Augusta made me think about uh, Augustus Gloop from. Willy I think Wonka. that's. What I, I will always default to um, Willy Wonka. So, um, so that 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 was Emma talk for today. And, <laughs> <laughs> so then um, they talk about um, they're talking about Amber and um, Ty says, "Do you think she's pretty?" And Cher says, no, she's a full-on Monet. And Ty, what is that? And It's a painting, see? From far away, it's okay. But up close, it's a big old mess. And it's a little harsh. <laughs> but I harsh, guess, but it's a really smart line. It's very smart. And I think that's the first time that that... I mean, people use it... Um, I've heard it since then. But this is the first time I, I think it ever appeared. Wait, you've heard that line, what, like in other movies or just like people quoting it in real life? People quoting it in real life. Oh, really? That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, usually about me, so oh, it's not stop. very nice. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> oh, poor me. Get out. So then, this I like this line, and Christian. They ask Christian's opinion on Amber. He kind of dips his sunglasses and just says Hagsville. <laughs> 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 Which uh, what I love about it is the girls love it, and it's. But I think anybody past the age of like nineteen, that might like you know. A, a little flag might go up about his like sexuality. It's it's a it's a telling expression, is what I wrote down. Yeah. Unless you're, it, it would go over the head of a fifteen or sixteen year old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um. So, <laughs> Christian says they're charging for brewskis. So this is like a club or a bra, uh, a bra or a bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, sorry guys, been a long day. So um, if you're dyslexic, it works. Yes. <laughs> so, was alcohol easily purchased by you guys when you were underage, or did you? Uh, were you on the straight and narrow? Uh, well, when I was in high school, that was not even 
uh, <laughs> not an issue. I mean, I think the only time I had a beer in high school was on senior skip day. Uh, and I, I certainly did not buy it. Yeah, I don't think for me, like, uh, I always randomly had either overaged friends that would just buy it. Um, You're right. Or I had friends who had rich parents that had alcohol in their house at all times and did not notice that things were went missing. Uh, <laughs> I think that's most – yeah, that's the typical experience. I think that's what I had too. But I don't think I would have ever been daring enough to use like a fake ID at a bar. No, oh, yeah, God, I never no. had fa- a fake ID. Um, yeah, and then my parents didn't drink, so there was never any alcohol in my house. So. But- same here, yeah. <laughs> Cher then says, "Oh my God, do you see how he's falling in love with me?" And Christian does a. The, Christian's at the bar, kind of chatting up the bartender, and this girl puts his on her like hand on his shoulder. I don't know if you guys noticed it, the like the little brush off. Oh, 100%. he does. He he like just peels off her hand. He like and is just like just swipe by her hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's just like, uh, no. Let no, me talk to the cute bartender some more. Yes. <laughs> um, he w- That was probably the most fun he had was chatting with that bartender. He seemed yeah, like he Yeah, and from last episode, the cute boy that he was dancing with. Um, that's true. And also, that's I have true. to say, this was one of those moments where um, you were saying in the last episode how he uh, he's kind of the shittiest character in the movie, personality-wise. And there was a moment yeah. where he was just he demanded money from Cher and she just gave it yeah. to him. Um, yeah, he, he's which, definitely you know, entitled. Little, it, it was a shitty move. Like, he he was yeah. using, he could tell that she liked him and he was using it to his advantage in a way of, like, being, extorting money out of her, basically, for affection. Yeah, I mean, judging by that, by that car he drives, he definitely should have money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with his clothes and his car, he should have $5 on him. To buy a, a right, beer, you would think. I he I think there you're definitely not supposed to get the the warm and fuzzies w- with him in this scene and the you know the scene where he's talking to the father. Now, um, like you said, he does have a bit more of redemption as the movie goes on. So, so he Cher says, "Look how he ignores every other girl," which it's they're they're really you know they're letting you know that he is uh, he's. Yeah, this... he's probably. Uh, I I think you know he's a gay character in the movie. Uh, I think that you're not supposed to think that him and Cher are going to be happily ever after. Right. This, this is point. definitely the scene where it becomes blatantly obvious that he's gay. Um, right. Between like him not caring that Cher just wandered off the dance floor, um, and he's just found a, a partner right away, and him flirting with the bartender and being repulsed by the girl that comes over to kind of try to hit on him. It's very right. clear after this scene that he's and, gay. And the use of Hagsville. Yeah. And the use of Hagsville, which nobody has said in a very long time. I know plenty of gay men and I never heard, even heard them say it. I, I think we could need to bring it back. I think it should be brought back. It is kind of a, a great yeah. term. Hagsville. A, yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, given the time frame, this was, 1995, correct? Yes. Uh, how in touch with his sexuality he even is. I mean, it's 2016. It's not that uncommon for kids to come out in high school. 1995, that would have been very unusual. Yeah, absolutely. But to me, uh, he uh, seems more confident. He doesn't seem too closeted. Um, 
because he is flirting with other men in the movie. He doesn't come off as That's closeted true. in any sort of way to me. But um, he's also besides kind the of fact of with, that with Yeah, besides the fact that he's kind of, kind of, you know, basically kind of using Cher for her popularity and apparently money in this scene. Um, he doesn't come off as... But he doesn't ever want to kiss her, and he can kind of see... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they're not lighting the screen on fire. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't yeah. think... Yeah. I don't know. He just didn't come off as closeted to me at all. Which I think is really amazing that a 1995 movie had um, this gay character that wasn't ashamed of who he was, and... Um, was kind of proudly on display. You didn't, especially in a high school movie. You didn't it, see that you very know, often. I, no, you don't. And you think about how important it is and every little, you know, um, lack of better expression, but, but every little brick that they built mm-hmm. with to, to, to like to get kids to be more comfortable with their sexuality and that, you know, it's just 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 the way he is and now you sit my kids i have a uh, 13 year old and six 15 year old it's a whole different world than when when i went to school oh yeah you know it's it's completely different i mean it's still and rough but it's a it's lot so, more except, depending on where you live it's a lot like people will embrace you a lot more there's a lot yeah. of like gay you know straight and gay alliance groups uh in yep. in schools um it's definitely come a long way yeah, I have a friend who's a school nurse who uh, actually leads a gay straight alliance group in her school, and it's Good very popular. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah, that is great. That's really great. I, I, and not yeah. uncontroversial. There have been some parents who've complained. Uh, yeah. But this, it has been around for a number of years now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's complain about a group like trying to get acceptance for children. You know, it does not make sense to me. But no. uh, my question then to you guys, and Wendy, we'll start with you today. Um, are there any other teen movies that you enjoy? Oh, teen movies that I enjoy? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know why the first one, and I, I can't say that I've seen it recently, so I wouldn't even be able to talk about it that well. The first one that immediately just popped into mind, well, two was Easy A. I thought that that was a really great movie. Teen movie. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was a high good. school movie. Um, and then, of course, Dazed and Confused is, like, the epitome of a yeah, high school movie. That's so amazing. It's, man, and something so special quotable. about that movie. I mean, yeah. the, like, once a month, I always think of at least, like, I just want to dance! Like, the kid in the backseat <laughs> that wants to go out dancing. You know, that, yeah. or, like, yeah. you know, I I turn it for myself, but, you know, the high school girls line that Matthew McConaughey, yeah. you know, says about <laughs> how that's why he loves high school girls, is that yeah. he keeps getting older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> so I think those two are really great. You know, I don't even have an answer. I, I, I can't say I've ever been a, a huge fan of the genre. Uh, yeah. I am not even particularly all that fond of the John Hughes movies, which everyone seems to like. Oh, Pretty in Pink is awful, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a hot take and, and t- talk yeah. about how much I hate Pretty in Pink. Mainly because of the ending, but that's about it. Because... And not even that she yeah. doesn't end up with Ducky, but because of the dress that she makes. <laughs> <laughs> it's such Perfect. a potato sack garbage it. dress. 
it ruins the whole movie for me. Well, if I, you know, and I talked about one on the host episode, this is a little bit different. Uh, last night, or the, um, yeah, last night we watched The Parent Trap with my 10-year-old daughter. So this is a preteen movie. So it's a little different, and it's it. she had never seen it. This was the remake. I was going to say which uh, version. But the, I love them both, and, and uh, I remember watching them as a kid. And just just this movie where the main characters are, you know, these two girls, and they're smart girls, and now, you know, they are trying to get their divorced parents back together, <laughs> which was not a storyline I was hoping that my, you know, they would try to... Uh, Replicate? yeah thank you yeah but but there was just something magical about the movie and that my daughter i could see her really um affected her so um and i think that that happens with the teen movies too so there's something that speaks to you i know my son my oldest son really loves the way way back and um the perks of being a, a wallflower and both both those movies affected me and uh, I'm far from a teen, so <laughs> now, all of these movies, I'd say, go watch, folks. So um, we will let's uh, wrap it up. But first, we'll uh, plug any stuff that we have. Jim, uh, what do you got going on? Uh, well, if you Google the Velvet Blog, uh, you will find my old blog and find links to some of my writings here and there on the internets. Excellent. And uh, Wendy, how about you? Uh, well, I have a podcast called Pet Cinematary. Um, it's available on iTunes and anywhere that you can download podcasts from. Uh, and it's a podcast where we take a deeper look at the roles that animals have played in cinema. Go check it out. Awesome. Oh, and I'm the, I am the only person in the world without his own podcast at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jim, you can start that Emma one. <laughs> <laughs> A page-by-page page Emma podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and for me, you can um, hear me and my brother on Blockbuster Dropouts, our new podcast, and uh, we try to... Relive the magic of talking to your know-it-all video store clerk, comic book uh, store clerk, or record store clerk. So check us out on iTunes. And guys, been a pleasure um, doing this minute with you guys. And uh, we'll be back for Friday's episode, which is episode 57. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Huston. Executive produced and hosted by Dan Costa, with my guests, Wendy Mays and Jim Donahue. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Lewis is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.